0: This is a Think Live Be production.
1: Cutie is so cute. He's got little white eyelashes. Yeah, we're talking about precious. I know he uh, pistachio is our guest on the show today. (laughs)
0: He's been the guest on the show more than once. But he's
1: never had anything to add. He always today, tries to he's, add stuff. He today. Oh, that's true. Pistachio is I our try, dog. I can't
0: even... I try to take some of the barks out. I can't get all of them because he's over top of us talking and stuff. But. Yeah.
1: It's real. It's a real professional <laughs> setup over here.
0: Yeah. we're. It's a real top of the line system we're running yeah
1: you know what sometimes if i'm if i'm working from home and i'm on the phone and then pat will come through and like yell at the dog or something <laughs> that, that i hang up the phone and i'm like well that was professional
0: <laughs> well maybe you should go into the office well listen
1: i'm with you <laughs> i go into the office when i feel like <laughs>
0: I'm just she kidding. goes into the office she needs a new office for just her i gotta We've get some, about this. i
1: gotta get some privacy i gotta get some privacy I need uh, I've been getting this On the
2: list forever
0: <laughs> Not a bigger office
1: No I just need like A an, corner another
0: A closet
2: Yeah <laughs> Just put me in the closet I'm trying to get it And then they changed The one room To like a photo room it's like oh, geez, 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 geez.
1: <laughs> if, if you're in our Market center I'm sorry In leadership And you're listening to this I'm sorry <laughs> We got qualms But I've said this To your face too So <laughs> don't worry about it Um You know what, I think, well, this is not what today's show is about, but the struggle is real, like finding a a place where you can focus and when you, um, I I do believe that I have undiagnosed, I'm not joking or anything, like I might have undiagnosed uh, ADD, just like a dusting of it. And I agree. And so it you do have to really figure out what's the best environment. Like the environment for me, isn't the same for everyone else. And you have to figure out what works. And, um, I go into the office and I'll find a little quiet corner and get stuff done. Um, and then I I would say though, as my career has progressed, it's changed. Like when I first got started, well, I don't know what, I I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but there was a time where it was just me and one assistant and I was more productive in the office Mm And it was a nice little corner space with just the two of us. Just the and, two of us. And then as things changed and more people were
2: involved, I find that I'm more productive at home. Or this. as Kayla entered the room and just doesn't be quiet. <laughs> is that what you're saying? But there's just there's a lot of talk. Like, get back to work. <laughs> no more talkie-talkie.
1: Um, but anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about today uh, on our podcast, which is called... <sighs> Seeking the best. Kayla's going to sing it today. <laughs> <laughs> Singing the intro. Um, this is our podcast. We talk about overcoming the personal and professional hurdles being in this crazy industry that we call real estate. I'm Catherine Stelges and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Patika. Hello. And we're actually, so it, today was the start of Mega Camp. So we're coming to you live from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> We are not in Austin, Texas. We're just doing the digital one this year. And
0: for the people who aren't Keller Williams agents that listen to this, what's Mega Camp?
1: Oh, I guess I can tell you about it. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) We'll edit that out. I'm going to pull that
0: way, way down. (laughs) We'll
1: edit that out later. Just yelling at the dog. Um, The Mega Camp is a convention for real estate agents, and it is always held in Austin, Texas because that's the Keller Williams headquarters. And there's two conventions. We do family reunion and mega camp. And mega camp, as it's stated, like, and as Gary Keller said today, this isn't average agent camp. <laughs> this is mega camp. And so it is, and, and kind of is for like, uh, um, I don't want to say it's for bigger producers, but like if your goal is to have a big business and you want to learn from top agents and what mega agents are doing, like that's, that's the place to go. And there's sessions where you know Gary Keller and other people and Keller Williams interview top agents that are doing different things so that you can learn from best practices and what they're doing that works. So I love Mega Camp. I love family reunion. I love learning. <laughs> just a little bit about me. Nerd. And um and it's no different even with the digital version or the virtual version, it's it's just exciting. Like it gets me more motivated to think about all the ideas. Like I am, well, I know a lot about myself and I know that one of my core strengths, um, based on the strength finder assessment is ideation. So I like ideas. I like them. I like to think about what we could do and what we could do better and all that stuff. And so these types of conventions are really great for someone like me because I can go and listen to all these ideas and think about, it sparks other ideas. It sparks like, oh, we're already doing that. But Hey, you know what would be better? This.
0: Mm, seeking your best.
1: Seeking your best. And so today I thought we would just kind of, I wrote a bunch of notes and just kind of go through some of my, uh, as we call them in Keller Williams, ahas. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Pat's
2: not part of the Kool-Aid drinking circle.
1: Right. You know, he sees it from the outside and I think he. Appreci- what, the cult? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, I, I believe that other people use ahas to talk about like what yeah. are the key points that you learned, but ahas are just so funny. And now there's a beverage. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see those commercials? That's what you you drink sometimes. I do enjoy yeah. the ahas. They're pretty tasty. It's a. This we're not sponsored by aha. I wish we were. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um But anyway, so I thought we would just kind of talk about some of the uh, key points that I took away from this morning's session, and then maybe we'll do um, either next week's episode, we'll wrap it up, or maybe we won't. Depends on what I take away from tomorrow. Right? (laughs) Depends on if it's enough content to bring to you and ideas that we can take into our business. Um, But the difference is you don't have to pack up a bag and travel anywhere, which I wish... Like watching everyone get there mm-hmm. and and be in the room was kind of I was like no oh. well, yeah but I don't I don't miss it looked like everybody's flight was like delayed because of weather and stuff so I don't I'm I don't miss that part. I wish we could
2: teleport.
0: Yeah, I think there's also a certain amount of uh, attention paid when you're actually in location versus yeah. watching it on a screen. Oh, where, for
1: sure. I was half. You know, I was half preparing for a listing appointment right, while I was mean. listening. Yeah. and and I. It's
0: like watching a movie in the theater versus watching it at home.
1: No matter what you do. So even when you're in the room, I do think like you've got to get up and take breaks periodically and you'll be like, oh, let me go get a snack when you're in New Orleans. You're like, let me go get some beignets. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you miss like half the first session because you went and got donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it
0: sounds like you're speaking from experience.
1: I actually didn't. Somebody brought me some, though, and I was thankful that they missed out on everything and got (laughs) me the beignets they were delicious but um but but there there is something a little bit lost by not being in person so maybe next year we'll go we'll see how things we will go
2: next year we'll see how things turn out yeah let's Um, look
0: at let's look at the sales and how the team does and then we'll (laughs) decide whether or not they deserve to go
2: i'm going regardless i'm
1: just gonna say that Uh so one of the first parts of of today's session was that gary keller played a video and i liked it so much i already told pat about it did you watch kayla did you watch the video of the uh duke um basketball
2: coach yes i enjoyed that and i that's where my first first quote came from
1: i totally am going to play that for the team and make them watch it too um but basically I, it kind of it really it's 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 everything i think about all the time and this is going to sound sad after i'm done saying it but she basically was saying like you're always living life thinking that things are going to get easier like oh if i could just get through this one sale things would get easier she's she was referencing basketball in college and stuff so she was like oh if i could just get through this one semester things would be better things would be easier if i could just do this one thing and i i feel like we we do we get in this mindset where we're we're like oh if i could just if i could just close this one house like everything would be better sure and
0: it's a constant you're constantly thinking about once i get through this then this will be so much easier and that's what adulthood is
1: <laughs> but that's why <laughs> and i then said you die. That-
0: it's constantly waiting and for things to settle down and then and they don't and they don't ever and
1: that was her point is that they never get easier you just become the person who can handle hard things yes to and build
0: calluses, mental calluses.
1: Yes, and I it just really spoke to me because I feel like that is what we, you know, we you deal with that in life too. Like there are difficult things that you have to go through in life, and it sucks. And you're like, well, if I could just, when I just get through this, yeah things will feel better in a few months and they don't they just because no, there's, some,
0: there's something else there's always something
1: <laughs> and this sounds really like and in real um, estate
0: it's i'm sure it's the exact same thing it's like <laughs> if, if i could just get this house under contract and then you get it under contract and then you've got these pain in the ass buyers <laughs> that that came along and stuff and it's like there's, there's oh, it's always gonna be something
1: it, it is and that sounds really like um just a a sad outlook on life mm. Because I do think about this often And yet it's just the truth Like life is hard Our our jobs are, They are not rocket science by the way We're not uh, building rockets To go discover a new planet Or something I've been looking at a lot of articles About space lately mm-hmm. Um We watched that show I, I'm going down a rabbit hole
0: oh, For all mankind We
1: were watching the show For all mankind Have you watched that? Mm-hmm. It's really good It's basically like like how would you describe that? It's like pattern?
0: an it's an alternate reality of what ha- would have happened if the Russians were landed on the moon before you know America did, and per- then it then it kind of splits in from th- our reality to that new reality. Yeah, when interesting. That happens. And, but and then it it starts in whenever that was, 66. Yeah, and we're now into now it's like, like to the, the late nineties. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so anyways, it's a great show. So, but you think about space and rockets and all of this stuff, and it's like we're just little tiny specks, yeah. and and yet it feels like everything is against us, and that it's this difficult life. And so, but I I enjoyed the 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 point of it, which is just like you become a better person. She didn't specifically say that. She just said you become a person that can deal with hard things, but you become a better person. Like every single. Issue that we deal with, as as small and silly as it is, it's like you're now a better agent for having to deal with that. Yeah, and it's all character building. And I feel and grit, like grit. A lot of times, newer agents and and people I've worked with over the years, they they just want the easy thing and
0: path of least resistance. And
1: and you have to like re- remind people constantly that it is never easy. Like, like every now and then there's like a little deal that's easy, but most of the time is challenging. And that's what makes us have skills. That's what makes us good agents. That's what gives us the ability to be experts in our field. And if we didn't have those challenges, then we wouldn't be the agents that we are today. Yeah. Anyway, so that really spoke to me. (laughs) That was kind of how they kicked it off. And then we talked a lot about shift, which, um, we talked last week on the podcast about shifting market and dealing with that and stuff. And obviously that's like a very on trend topic because everyone is experiencing across the nation like changes in their market. And so obviously we got to figure out what to do. But I think that there's tons of graphs and things that we covered. But I think the biggest point that I took away from all of that was just um, I'm I'm looking for a specific uh quote sorry <laughs> Phil space you, are
0: you uh you, you have your your
1: I got my notes
0: your notes and they're typed so it's not like you're looking through your little uh journal of notes from the movie 7 Or anything, your your scrawl that nobody can read, including yourself.
1: I actually typed it so I could find it and read and read what it was. But
0: But now it just looks like the opening credits to the Matrix.
1: It's just really long. It's all
0: single space and
1: and like nothing. It's just stream of (laughs) consciousness, like whatever I felt like writing. No no
0: (laughs) punctuation, no capitalization. (laughs) It's all one sentence.
1: But okay, I found it. Thank you very much. Um, the the whole shift conversation was obviously a lot about the actual percentages and if if we're going into a downturn, how long will it last and all of those things that everybody wants to predict and really doesn't know the answer to. But they the, want
0: they want to be told that everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Me? That's all anybody wants to hear. is everything's gonna be okay.
1: Well, and I feel like that's kind of how I walked away though, because <laughs> Yeah. The 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 main point that I took away from that whole conversation about the shift was that, again, the market does not determine your success. It determines your strategy. So...
0: Right. You said that in the last podcast. Did I? It might have come from the book. It might have come from the shift What you said was, I remember this, what you said was, even in the worst market that you were going through... We're still selling houses.
1: Oh, so I have some actual stats on that, too.
0: We're still selling houses. So it's like you can still easily make bank do well, regardless of what the market is. You just have to shift priorities on what that market actually is and-
1: and so they, they did one of the things, I will point this out. I won't go through all of the numbers that we went through, but one of the graphs, it shows the the downturn and the, the market crash and then the, you know, kind of swing back up. And we're projected to do less sales nationally and, of course, probably every local market too, than we did last year. Um, so we're projected to do about 5 million sales this year nationwide. And in the, the worst bottom of the market was four million. Mm-hmm. So four million houses still sold in what was the greatest recession of all time, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally called that. Four million houses still sold. People still have to sell houses and buy houses. And you just have to change your strategy and go find those people. And actually let me find one more thing on that note Because they had a slide about, like, who are those who are the most likely people that even in a down market, this is what I, I think I might have said this last week, or I've just been talking with people about it, but like, who are the first people to get out of the real estate market if things seem like they're uh, too hard, too hard, or just changing, and like I'm not sure I want to buy the The ones who won't open a book,
0: the people who aren't motivated.
1: Yes, that's true, but but specifically, like. I I think that it's investors and um first time home buyers. Oh, client wise, right future-wise. now. Like if it seems like the market might decline, then people who are looking to flip homes and cash buyers like that are going to get out of the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might get back in if they perceive that the that there's opportunity in a down market, but they why are they going to buy right now? Right. If they think that it's going to decline and they're not sure that they can make the same money, right. they'll put their money somewhere else. Um, and then first-time homebuyers, because they might not be able to afford to buy right now, mm-hmm. like where they could have afforded a couple years ago with the, the prices being higher and, and the rates being higher, they just might not be able to afford something. Um, so Well,
0: didn't you have – this is not exactly that, but you talked about like investors and I would say – along with those investors it would be companies like open door and stuff too would might be putting the brakes on a little bit with- Well
1: those in- institutional well not institutional those are more like yeah i mean they're institutional buyers they are buyers but those people yeah like will we see as much open door but, you- but those people are th- this is kind of a way off topic so i'll circle back but those those companies or buying property to immediately sell the, the same exact house. So I do think there will be less of those purchases happening because like we actually recently, um, we had a listing that they had gotten an offer from Open Door.
0: Before you had the
1: Before no. we had the listing and then they decided to go ahead and list it instead. And so we know what Open Door offered.
0: And was the offer that they had offered a good offer? When was this, by the
1: way? Yeah, like within the last couple of months, like
0: before the before the interest rates and before people were talking about, yeah, like
1: within the last couple of months, right. but they had the offer before the rates started right. to go up. Okay, and it was a good offer, like almost to the point where it was like, should we list? Should we not list? Because it's almost yeah. the same. And um, anyways, so that was then, and then we listed, and obviously the market has kind of changed, and so it didn't sell right away. And so they reached back out and to, to Open, Open Door. Door because Open Door had told them that they would buy it at any time and now the offer price was $100,000 less. Oh my gosh. That's right. a, a lot. Month. actually less. more than it was more than that. It was 100 probably like 125, 130,000. That's bonk. Right in less. just
0: in just like 6 weeks.
1: Now, you would expect that it might be a little bit less be, just because like, well, mm-hmm. now you put it on the market and it didn't sell. So now we need to like adjust $125,000 or $130,000 less. That's because they're seeing the trends mm-hmm. and they're not willing to take that as yeah. big of a risk And anymore. they're also
0: stuck with a bunch of houses that they bought, didn't get an opportunity to stick signs in the yard, and then lost millions of dollars. Yeah. And now they're, they've got to make that back. Yeah. And the only way you make that back is to make more profit on the next houses and the way you make more profit on the next houses.
2: is like getting houses
1: at lower... At lower
0: prices. Yeah.
1: So they'll still be around. I just think they'll be less predominant because if that's the type of offer that they're making, people were willing to pay a convenience to Mm -hmm. sell their house direct and stuff, but not that big of a convenience. One twenty five is crazy. So they were talking about like, okay, so... If the worst market of the Great Recession, still 4 million houses sold, who are the recession-proof buyers and sellers? And um, it was- Like 40s? Death? What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, 40s? People you're in their 40s? Yeah, oh. they were in age groups. Um, Death, divorce, dependence, downsizing, deployment, <laughs> dividends. So like- 5Ds obviously people who pass away like those people end up typically their families end up selling the houses people who get divorced like divorce they don't just decide it was, i think it was jason abrams um who said something like divorce something about divorce not being rece- like we'll just hold off and not not get divorced until we're out of the recession yeah. like that's not going to happen yeah. um dependence so like having a baby Changes Mm -hmm. your needs for housing or empty nesters, having people move away, Um, those dependents move away, that changes your housing needs. That also would be downsizing. And then deployment, meaning relocation or military deployment. And then dividends. um, And I would assume we didn't really get into the details, but like those would be potentially, I guess, investors. So there are people who will buy and invest their money in. A down market. I mean, it's the best time yeah, to be just, an investor. It's yeah. just, it's a different type of investor than I, what I was talking about. Correct. It's like flippers, all of these, like we see so many flipped houses. Um, and I think a lot of that's going to go away yeah. because they, they can't guarantee that they can get it sold. We don't know what's going to happen. So they can't pay the same price that somebody who's actually going to live there would would pay, mm-hmm. like you used to stick a sign in the yard, and uh, you would get investor cash offers that they were going to turn around and flip a house, and they were willing to pay the same as somebody who would be living there personally. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, right? Um, but so there's always people who move even during a recession, and I think you just have to re remind yourself that every day, even if it gets tougher, because like right now. By the way, we're not in a terrible market right now. That was the other thing they were talking about. This is not a bad market at all. Um, It's just not the last two years worth. And they kept reminding us. And I think that even I have forgotten that the the last two years were unprecedented. Like never happened before. Probably will never happen again that you would have that many. um, In fact, they said the last time there was double digit gains in equity the next seven years were single digits well we just had three years in a row of double digit gains that's never happened before Mm -hmm. so it's hard like if people entered the real estate market this is what gary was saying if people entered the real estate market um in the last couple of years is all they know yeah so their expectations are not in line with what is a normal reality in the world yeah
0: That's what we were saying last week. Yeah, they don't know.
1: And the buyers. So if Mm -hmm. you've got people like, like if you have a buyer that purchased in the last, um, like let's say they got in between two thousand nine and two thousand fourteen, and they kept and they made their first purchase, Mm
0: -hmm. they kept checking that zestimate every week, watching those numbers just go tick 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 up 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 up. Well, and what's that do? And they to their psyche.
1: Well, and they see all this, this. Oh my gosh, they've made so much money over this time, and then they want to buy a new house. But the thing is that the rates and the prices, it's you're not really getting as much as you think you you should. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Like your expectation is that I should pay three percent interest and pay two hundred thousand dollars for a house, and that's just not that's just not realistic. um. But anyway, so people buy and it's just a matter of changing your strategy to find them and then finding those people that are motivated. So I think that was a great list of this. I think they call it the six D's that are recession proof. <laughs> Excuse me. If you just start there, say, how do I reach these people? You probably could keep a strong business going through the recession. <laughs> um sorry, I'm having a little bit of a cough attack and I think I need some water but there's no one here to press the pause button. <laughs> so I'll just keep talking through it. I'll I'll talk through the coughing. Um so on that note, strategies, changing strategies. This really got me thinking because Gary started talking about the we have a tendency, and I think this goes back to what I was talking about, like thinking, we just kind of looking for, like, it'll be easier when blah, blah, blah. It'll be easier when I get through training. It'll be easier when I'm eligible for leads. It'll be easier when I don't have to make 10 contacts a day. Well, first of all, that's never going to happen. Um, but your job is, and this is a quote, your job is to have enough conversations so that you do not live and die by the decision of other people to make a purchase. And I feel like I've just, I've seen that where people get so focused on getting people under contract. Like I'm going to service this person and I'm going to, I'm going to find them this house and I'm going to spend all of my time and all of my days looking for a house for this person instead of going out and having more conversations so that you determine your success. You know what I mean, Kayla? Yeah, (laughs) I'm hearing you. Um... So that's just something that's been on my mind anyways, and and that quote just reiterated everything I've been thinking about. And so what does that mean? Like, to me, that means in a shifting market, in a market that there's, we're heading into a recession, how do I have enough conversations? Well, whatever I've been doing, I probably need to double it.
2: Yeah. Well, he said, take ownership of legion and conversion. Right. I think that's part of taking ownership of lead gen and understanding what your lead gen was and what you need to do differently. Um, you know what they I don't think it was during this time, but
1: you, know, maybe it was they They were talking about the past two years, we've spent a lot of time servicing clients, mm-hmm. and then there was just always like new clients to have. So you're just shifting your time. So I think everybody, including myself, like we need to pull out our calendars again and and say, is, does lead gen from nine to noon get me double the conversations? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my dog is sitting next to me and she's getting very angry because I've moved. (laughs) I'm sorry about Scotty, but, uh, so looking at your schedule and determining how, how do I change my strategy? (laughs)
0: You want to take a break?
1: (laughs) Yes. I was already having like a cough fit while you were gone. Pat left the room for a minute and you guys know what happened. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back to you and finish this thought.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's take a break.
1: The Think B team is an Orlando based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. ThinkLiveB is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. And we're back and we're professional as hell. Yep.
0: No more. <laughs> She's already oh, gone. No. <laughs>
1: um, okay. What we were talking about, though, was just that every market you can sell homes and everybody just calm down and look at your schedule and ask yourself the question like, Do, have I had enough conversations to have enough business? And if I haven't, that's all that should be on my calendar. And 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 I don't have to mean, show I or write li- ten offers to get an offer accepted anymore. So why why is my calendar look the same as it did four months ago? The market's not the same.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The job's different.
1: The job's different, and
0: the way you because what's the job? The job is a set appointments, right? Yeah. That's your job is set appointments. So when the appointments need to be set in a different way, the job has to change.
1: And and people. I think it's just a mindset shift as well. We were talking about like stop trying to force things to happen Hmm. and just go have more conversations. Right. Like I'm not my job is not to convince someone to buy a house. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gary talked a lot about the. A lot of
0: people, I think they have a lot of irons in the fire, but really they don't have any. And you're so focused on all of these. Half buyers and half sellers, and people who aren't really interested. And you're showing them properties, and you're on MLS looking things up, and and all that. And it's like, go find people that are motivated to buy and sell.
1: Well, and they they had a those. Whole...
0: You just keep kind of be in touch with those people, but don't spend your day looking for how the perfect house for the person who says, yeah, you know, we're thinking about it. You know what I mean? And then that, and then you're calling that a lead, or you're calling that a buyer that you have. It's not a buyer that you have. It's just somebody. It's a lead. It's well, it's sort this of is, a lead.
1: This is off topic, but also fits into this conversation. Um, this wasn't something from Mega Camp, but one of the things that we have in our buyer process is a form that I took from the Bold class.
0: That you are oh, you talking about for your team? And yeah, yeah. When you take buyers and
1: yes, and it's now sooner in time, and we've talked about it before on the podcast and. The the in bold, which is a class that you can take. Um, the form was A B C buyer, and you'd explain to them that their your top priority buyer is A. And I didn't like the A B C, because mm-hmm. A sounded more important than right. C, and I didn't want people to feel less important. But I wanted them to understand the needs and intensity that I need to give an attention. I need to give somebody. If their lease is up and like that, they need something now, now, now. Right. Versus somebody who's like, when the perfect house comes along, I'll make a decision. Right. In time, and then there's somebody in the middle soon, and giving them the choice to tell me how serious they are, how right. motivated they are, how how much time do which they? Which are need.
0: which one of these three are you? And they'll tell you.
1: And and, and that's, then
0: you dictate your day based off of. Well. What what those each individual person says
1: so if somebody in time tell they tell me they're in time i'm not necessarily going to put them on the daily search where i'm looking at 8 30 every morning looking at houses for sale not. for buyers and sending them out listings
0: that's bad time management you should be finding new people yeah <laughs> those people that are in time will eventually be soon and eventually be now
1: or and then they will get that
0: some, time from you.
1: With, sometimes in time, people are just like, you yeah, know, I'd buy a new house if mm, I could find just the perfect right. thing. And they
0: never buy anything.
1: Well, so. they do. But they're those are like on a whim. So, again. Oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Right, right, right.
1: Like, okay. We're like a perfect example. Of, you and me. Yeah. Of We weren't planning to buy the house that we live in now. We weren't looking at houses, other than like as a hobby, because that's fun to do, and I'm also in real estate, so it's like part of my job. Other than just looking at houses, we weren't seriously looking to buy a house last year. Correct?
0: Correct. (laughs) just finished. I just finished the house (laughs) that we owned. Yeah. We just finished it.
1: Yet, we look, and when we saw something that looked interesting, we went to the open house, and we said, huh. Maybe we should make an offer. Those are in-time buyers. Now, I'm my own real estate agent, but you can still work with in-time buyers. They just need to know that you're their agent. And Mm -hmm. when that happens, you call me.
0: You just don't wake up on Monday morning and say, okay, what's the first thing I can do? Oh, I know. I'll just look for houses for the Jones family.
1: I'm not going to scour. And then say, I'm working. I'm not (laughs) going to scour the internet looking for a house for somebody when they've told me, First of all, in time tells me that they also, it might also tell you that they have some other need to fulfill. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Like, so why am I sending you properties? I might not send you anything. Not, right, I
0: might not have the money yet to be yeah. able to buy the house, or I might have solar panels that I need to pay off before we, you know, there's a million reasons and stuff why somebody would be in time. And you you, you should know why that is, because when they tell you they're in time, then you can get into the reasons and you should know those things but
1: and there there there's a variety of reasons and the point is though that by knowing their answer the one that they told you you can manage your time better and so this becomes really important in a shifting market that you know the priorities of the people you're working with and you're you're servicing them but you're spending more time doing the lead generation activities mm-hmm. and servicing the business. And also... The another- which was flipped before. Right.
0: And also because if things continue in the direction, what's going to happen is more listings are going to be available and you have more of an opportunity to get run around by people who aren't serious and s- wasting a lot of time on a Saturday showing eight properties to somebody who's not really interested in buying any of them. Right. Because they couldn't do it before because there weren't any properties to look at. Right. But we're going to get to a time if things keep going in this direction where there will be more and you'll be running around showing houses to people who aren't.
1: Can I. Who
0: aren't aren't motivated.
1: There was a guy and I might have talked about him before one a sale that I made many, many years ago and
0: many moons,
1: many moons ago. And. I do, when I look back at the sale, I must have shown him, gosh,
0: Oh, I remember this. this. was a long time ago. Long time ago. Pre-Keller so, Williams, I think.
1: I do think it was pre-Keller yeah. Williams. Um, I will chalk... And I,
0: re- I remember this. So it was 13 years ago and I still remember this person. That's how long he was in our lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will chalk up some of that to inexperience mm-hmm. and not properly qualifying what he was looking for like mm-hmm. that's probably part of it but the other part was legitimately that every day there were new listings for sale mm-hmm. that looked like they could match what he was looking for yep and especially
0: if you're coming off of a market where there's nothing and now all of a sudden there's stuff it's like ooh this is nice well, ooh this is nice that's what I was
1: about to say so at that time um there, when I got in, there was like 26,000 listings. So, uh, I think this was like a year or two in, maybe not even. So, there was 20 something thousand listings available, and every day new stuff was popping on. So, now, yeah, flip to today, where in our area, uh, there was like 3,000 listings not that long ago. Imagine mm-hmm. what that shakes out to in the neighborhood you want to buy in. It means yeah. there's nothing available. So,
0: people that are in time doesn't even matter because there's nothing available anyway. And by the time they're ready, that house will be long sold.
1: So, but the, yeah, well that too. But, um, but the point is, so now as things are trickling on in the neighborhoods where these people have wanted to be, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and so what shifts is like, instead of fear of missing out it, of, of getting the house, it's fear of missing out on the next place. Yeah. And so, Again, it just goes back I to I like
0: it, but it's not perfect. Maybe tomorrow there'll be something that comes along that is perfect.
1: And okay, by the way, that guy did buy a house. Took a year. <laughs> it took a year of driving every weekend. I remember just every weekend I was driving and, and driving him and around. Easy to, to was do before... when you're Easy
0: to do when you're a year and a half in agent and you don't have any other clients to fill your day up with three three leads.
1: Yes. You can you can make yourself feel busy mm-hmm. doing stuff, and you're like, "I'm, I'm working. working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I'm working. I'm doing stuff." And at the end of the day, after a year, you'll have one sale to some guy.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and back then, it was a you know, the house prices were in the toilet, so it was you know, hundred seventy two thousand dollar house. And what I did a year of showing properties, and, and every and week,
1: if I could go back in time. If I knew now what wait if I knew then wait if I I knew then what I know now if I knew then what I know now, um, what I would do differently is that I would not have spent every weekend showing houses for as long as I did. I would have first better qualified him, um, made sure I knew what he was looking for, talked him out of seeing some of those houses. Set
0: expectations.
1: Set that's what I mean. Set expectations, and I would have spent more time. Looking, on the phone, mm, calling my database, looking
0: for new clients, looking
1: for new clients, and I think we often forget what our actual job is. It's like, yes, we have to service clients. People
0: listening to this podcast don't. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know what your job is. It's to set appointments because what's we? I say it every episode. Yeah, that's the job. It's to set appointments.
1: Um, actually, everything
0: what, else stems. If you don't set appointments, you can't do any of the other
1: stuff. Well, yeah,
0: it's it's the number one thing.
1: <laughs> I think that's what. Uh, if I think back to when I sort of figured out what this job is,
0: <laughs> you got really sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like you do, I think when you first get into real estate, you don't you don't know what you're doing, and even the no amount of training um as a single agent i mean if you join a team i do think there's a there's a different oh yeah totally um thing but as a single agent the the couple weeks of training the real estate class that you took like none of that prepares you for the fact that when you wake up on monday morning and you go to work the job is to call people and see if they want to buy or sell a house
0: take take a chemistry class in summer school and then go get a job being a chemist See how well that works out for you. Here's, there's probably some on the, on the job training that needs to happen after you're out there, right?
1: So once you realize that, oh, uh, <laughs> I think that was something else. And uh, yes, yes, this was from today as well. Sometimes I'm not sure. I'm like, did I hear that on a podcast? Did I read that in a book? Did I hear that today? Did I talk about it with you guys? Was it someone else? I don't know. <laughs> it's all a blur. Well,
0: whole life's a blur, and then oh, it's whole over.
1: Life's a blur. <laughs> um, this was Gary Keller again today. Was saying like. He he doesn't enjoy lead generating, although I don't think he has to lead generate anymore. But anyways, um, but he doesn't enjoy lead generating and nobody really does. Only psychopaths
0: do. <laughs> nobody, really?
1: nobody really wants to call and ask for business or nobody really wants to call their database. Like I don't want to. My real estate, my previous real estate coach was up on stage today on a panel and she said, I don't like to call people. It makes me really uncomfortable. But I do it anyways. And
0: that's somebody who's been in the business longer than Catherine, who is Catherine's coach and is on stage at Mega Camp with her team. And she's saying, I don't like to call my database. And there's agents that are in the business for four months who are saying the exact same thing. So going back to the beginning of the episode... It's not going to get better <laughs> It
1: doesn't get, it doesn't or, get any better I, I think like whoever's listening to this episode Today is just, just like, like I think I'm just going to <laughs> If they were on the
0: fence and they were like Well let we me just, just listen we and just, we'll all Make a decision at the end of the week And
1: yeah it's not going to get easier But What Gary said was You just make peace with it Like you just realize that This is the only way that I get to do the stuff That I enjoy You're not
0: in a coal mine
1: that's true
0: you know what i mean it's like it could be worse you're not in a coal mine you're not you're not um you know in a sweatshop somewhere making four dollars an hour it's like it's all you have to do is make a phone call that's
1: it oh pat that's it he makes it seem so
0: easy what it's not it's not
1: hard this is true
0: making a phone call well that's what i
1: started with the episode
0: is your back hurt from making a bunch of phone calls only if you're sitting in a crappy chair but it's like it's like it doesn't it's no no it, it doesn't beat up your body. It doesn't it's none of those things. You're you're not out in the hot sun on a roof, tarring a roof.
1: Can I say something? Sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> is it okay? Uh one of the things that I did hear consistently today was twenty contacts. Twenty contacts.
0: Hmm, that's interesting.
1: And, and I've heard that before. I've heard that before too. And let me just tell you something. Because this is um I think this is something that I've made a mistake with doing. Is I try to when I bring on new agents, I try to set the bar like to a reachable thing
0: so they can get their goals.
1: I want because there there is like set
0: it so high that
1: it is like disheartening Mm -hmm. if you don't achieve the the minimum thing. And so I try to make it. And by the way, like it's not easy to even get ten contacts, like. You do, especially as you get busy, like it's hard to get mm. those contacts and find time for it all. So I have set the bar too low on the number of contacts. And I think if you listen and you're the top agents in the the industry here talking on stage and you hear 20 contacts, 20 contacts, 20 contacts. Well, where do they get that from? Uh, by the way, it's from bold and, and also experience. experience. That's how they got on the stage. Yeah. But bold is like when you take that class it's set up in such a way so that you succeed. Mm. They want to be able to say the people who took our class were successful. We're successful. Sure. Well, one of the things you have to do every day in bold is 20 contacts, mm-hmm. 20 contacts. And that will lead to the numbers that you seek if you just do that one thing. And I think that was like, I know it. Mm-hmm. And yet,
0: well, maybe it's because looking at that's not the win. The win isn't the number of contacts when you're talking about bringing on new agents and having them be successful and have wins under their belt, like making it to a a level that they can achieve with a little bit of work. If that's not at the end of the day, the win is setting the appointment and making the sale. That's the win. So if they you have to raise the number to be successful in setting the appointment and closing the sale, right? So it's like, where's where it all depends where you as as a team owner, where are you going to put that pin to call a win? Is it way out here at the very beginning of making calls or is it further down the line of setting the appointment and getting sales? And congratulations, you've been doing this for 35 days and you have your first closing because you were making the calls for the first week the way you're supposed to, making 20 contacts a day. That's the win, right? It's not the daily, I made 10 contacts, congratulations. So it's it's moving your pin of what is the success, right?
1: Yeah, I hear you. But I just, it, it's a reminder mm-hmm. that the bar is too low and.
0: So if you listen to that commercial <laughs> that we play about joining the team.
1: You're, you're going you to have to make call, 20 contacts now.
0: You know it's 20 contacts a day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and and it, it it should be like that's you know what well, you're
0: doing two open houses a week
1: hey can I tell you something um uh so in bold they also tell you for every 20 people that you talk to you should set one appointment hmm. and as a that, new agent that, that num- as, as, a, new as agent. a new agent that number is probably not accurate yeah and yet imagine if you made 20 contacts a day instead of 10 or 5 or 2 how much faster you would have a sale yeah because, that's my point because the whatever if that's the industry average is 1 in 20 if you're having real estate conversations mm-hmm. 1 in 20 will it, lead to a referral the, or a lead mm-hmm. like having having a lead or an appointment i should say a referral or an appointment um and you're brand new and you're only doing 3 or 4 or 5 or 10 if it's a mandatory thing that's still like yeah. you're never going to get to no, where you need not, to go.
0: Because that's the industry standard average is one in 20. That's the average on a bell curve. Yeah. Right. So you're brand new. You're not going to be average. You're going to be way at the bottom below average because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know the scripts. You don't know how to keep in contact with people. You, you don't know how to answer questions. You don't know how to manage your time. So you're at the bottom. Right. So doing 20 yeah. Right. It's like that's that's the bare minimum just to maybe you get one. Probably probably have to do 30 or 40 to get one if you're just starting off.
1: I think the other thing that comes through at these events is um, not just the, the di- I shouldn't say discipline, but like not just the consistency of that's a better word for it. It's that they all have these consistent things that they're doing so if it's 20 contacts a day that's that's a consistent thing um but what you'll find is that most of them the top lead source and we've talked about this all the time but the top lead source is always almost always sphere past clients repeat referral business almost almost all the time Mm -hmm. the top people in in real estate are telling you that this is the top lead source And
0: And people say, I don't want to call my
1: sphere. And just you don't want the
0: top lead source, I guess you want rather look for the magic bullet of I'm going to buy leads from somebody or what? what, I don't know what they think they're going to get.
1: I will say um, probably some of the the best advice I heard. This was not this was like um, actually maybe it was a mega camp, but a couple years ago when we went in person and this agent said that what they do in the morning is before they call anyone else before they call the open house lead or the internet lead or anybody else they make their sphere calls first
0: no oh, that makes sense that makes perfect sense you get warmed up
1: you get yeah i mean the, you get you warmed up you to actually people, know, you know these people all that stuff so and i forget what the number was because this was a few years ago but like let's say it's five like they were just focused on i'm gonna call five Well, don't sphere. you guys do that every we do day. five by fives on monday well we right. do on monday we do yeah like, so that's yeah.
0: kind of the same thing right
1: yeah but this was just a consistent this was the the way that they lead generate was i would rather this was their their mindset i would rather run out of time and not have time to call the fisbo or mm-hmm. the internet lead or the text form or info lead i'd rather run out of time and not be able to call those people but have reached all of my sphere contacts mm-hmm. than the other way around oh yeah and i think that's just a mindset thing that that I mean, we, that's, we have to wrap our minds around that, although this lead feels really hot because, like, they want to buy some. And yes, by the way, if you are my team members listening, call your leads. Um, <laughs> don't don't ignore the leads. But what I am saying, well, especially
0: is, if it's a new lead that just came in, that's one thing. A but, lead that you got,
1: but a follow up call on a lead. Mm, do you see what I am saying? Yeah. So when I go into command and I am sorting my calls, I think this is also what happens. Like. You go in there and they it's all the same. Like you... They don't separate by source for the tasks. Right. It's just, here, Make here's the tasks that are due today.
0: Oh, it doesn't put in any
2: order. And it's not just command. This is a CRM Cause how could thing.
1: Because
0: how could it know? How could it prioritize? You couldn't.
2: You can build, well, if a magical CRM was there, it'd filter by oh, yeah. source or I mean, or if it's magic, it would yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. They'd just make the calls for you and set the appointments <laughs> yeah. in your voice.
1: But... So, okay. So yes, I think this is one of the problems that I've experienced and that a lot of people do is you wake up every morning and you're like, who am I supposed to call? Who wants to buy or sell a house today? Like I'm going to go sort through old seller leads and try to find somebody who wants to list a property. And I'm trying to find somebody who I can set an appointment with. And if there was just consistency and just wake up and make those sphere calls first, but you have to be able to find yeah. the people that are due a call right that minute and like then you get bogged down and you're like, well, I don't know how to find this so I'll just do this instead and I'll just clear my dashboard. And then you're never... And then, well, oh, I ran out of time because I got to show properties. We're going to go on this appointment and then those... I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow and then tomorrow turns into... I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> turns into never and then the task expires. If this is resonating with anyone... <laughs> it's making my head hurt. But the point is, is that... People figure out, and, and this is what gets them on stage, right? You figure out that sphere and past client repeat referral are your best sources. How do we continue to reach them in greater ways, more ways, touch them more, talk to them more, and keep that at the forefront of the business? and Time, then, and,
0: time management and priority.
1: And then, yeah, and then 20 contacts a day. Yeah. That's it. That's all. <sighs> Just do that.
0: I mean, you're right. <laughs>
1: it is, I know.
0: I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir over here. I know, but, that's, but that
1: that's that's it. You know what? This one guy, um, they did like a quick little video. This one guy, um, the, his team. So, a, as you're an individual agent, you obviously you have your own sphere that you're contacting. But when you grow a team, you have to you have to teach them. How to build a sphere as well, and ex- and they have to understand that that is just as important. It's like, why am I going to give you? Yeah. I'm 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 listing my best friend's house, and then you're going to go sit in an open house and get leads from it. So I need you to do the same, like that. Otherwise, what are you here for? Yeah. And so they need to grow their sphere as well. That's how you build a, a, a they giant build-
0: team of 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 leads coming in.
1: Right. And so so. Where was I going with that? Oh, uh, one guy was talking about with his team, what they do is they have a top 50, so everybody has to come up with who's the top 50 people in your sphere. So if you build a 200-person sphere, who are the top 50 people, and those people get touched once a month Mm -hmm. consistently, because- And those those
0: 50 can be picked by- Oh, they've bought, purchased houses then before. They've referred me. They they always answer the phone.
1: They're maybe the, an influencer within their community. Right. They know everybody, you right. know, they're, or they're, you know, the, the gold mine would be like, uh, this person runs the human resources department of a large organization right. and relocates people here. I've never met anyone that does relocation, that. Relocation, <laughs> I know. Like, how do I meet somebody who's like in charge of relocation for like a large a hospital or something? Company here. I don't know.
2: But he also um, said that they change. That's what oh, kind of right. stood out to me. Like, those 50 oh. people, they change. They're not, They're not always be. permanent. Yeah. Well, right. Sense. So, like, if
1: you're top 50, if you, you probably should look at that. I, I created a top core group at one time um, a couple years ago, probably from one of these events. and. I would guarantee that if I went back and looked at who I tagged as core at that time, they are not the same people. Mm-hmm. Because.
0: Well, there's new people now.
1: What happens is, and, and this is something that you have to come to peace with as well. Legion, come to peace with Lee Gen. Legion, like, that's your job. Um, and then come to peace with the fact that there will be people in your life that you thought were like the best clients in the world. And you thought you guys were going to work together forever who their friend gets into real estate and then they don't sell their house with you. And then that person who had referred you four or five people over the last 10 years is just gone. They're just no longer a part of your database. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're still part of your database, but like you're, it's unlikely yeah. that they're going to do business. You, with you still
0: contact them. You don't take them out because you don't know when the friend is going to get out of the business. Probably in the next eight months, I would say.
1: <laughs> well, it depends on the situation, but yeah. yeah. And, and so, so, but that, that is going to change and evolve. You might meet somebody new. Like if I could find that person that works in the mm-hmm. human resources department, yeah, well, you do a lot of people, sales in, in
0: a two year span. That person though.
1: is going to go in my top 50 if I can ever meet them. Um, uh, So, so really just remembering that our job is lead generation and we have to have more conversations and shift our schedules to match the market today and not be reliant on other people making decisions to purchase real estate and like letting that determine our success. That's that was a the, the biggest reminder takeaway from yeah. today's session. Um, do I have more time? You can. Well, wait, how much time do I have? As much as you want. You had. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, because I could I I have like some sections of things, but I don't want to get too in the weeds on something that could be like a whole nother well, episode. We
0: don't have a whole other episode of time.
1: <laughs> Give me a ballpark. Five minutes. Five minutes. That's not enough time to do anything. Ten minutes. (laughs) Okay. Um. Back to the. The finding the motivated. Um. We. We were talking about the now in in time soon buyers and being able to determine who should I spend the most time on and prioritize, and one of the things that they they talked about was um. Objection versus condition, which we've talked about on this podcast before. A long time ago, though, I think. It's been a while. It's been a while. while. I'm not allowed to do that, right? That's somebody else's podcast. (laughs) Um, And because Gary was talking about a no can turn into a yes, and a yes can turn into a no. And so... Explain
0: that a little bit.
1: Well, I think that what he was saying was this, this, this whole topic of don't let somebody else's decision determine your success Mm. so a, a yes can turn into a no a buyer today can decide tomorrow not to buy the able willing and ready those qualifying factors can change they can change overnight and so i'm not gonna rely on somebody's yes today to determine whether or not i'm gonna have a sale next month right because it could turn into a no. And so then they, they talked about, well, why does that happen? Like
0: You mean so your day isn't filled with a bunch of people who maybe might buy something or maybe might not buy something and your whole – the amount of money you make at the end of the year is because of what those people decided to or not to buy versus you saying this is what I'm going to do to set the appointments to make the – to set enough appointments to make the money that I want to make at the end of the year.
1: yeah. Well, we talk about all the time, it's a a numbers game, right? So if you decide, I want to do this much business, what you have to then determine is how many appointments does that take? And then also- don't get
0: tied up with-
1: And then also, can I personally handle that many appointments or do I need other systems, tools, leverage to do that business? But primarily, it starts with how many conversations do I need to have- to set enough appointments right. to have the business that I want this year. So
0: you're saying that the whole job is based around setting appointments? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's what we're saying. <laughs> okay. Just um, checking. So well, back to the, the objections versus conditions, which we've talked about before. And I think that's it's really important to understand the difference. So ob- objections typically... Um, they, they said they signal a misunderstanding of the market or the, or the process. And so you can overcome an objection, usually through education. Mm. Sure.
0: Makes perfect sense.
1: So um, if somebody says, well, they don't think they can buy a home, well, then they might have an education problem and you mm. might have to have a further conversation to understand why they believe that and then, you know, put the put them in the right hands of a mortgage person or something to help them overcome that objection. Mm -hmm. And then you could turn that no into a yes because it was just an objection, not a condition. A condition, on the other hand, might be a roadblock to actually making a transaction happen. And so in that, such as I I don't have have any money, money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) right? Or I have bad credit, like something like that will prevent them from actually doing the deal, even if they're willing, ready. Well, they wouldn't be ready or they wouldn't be able. Yeah. Um. So you really want to understand those differences and then help guide them to the next place. So like if it's an education thing, you might be the guide. You Mm -hmm. might be the person that can help educate them or maybe it's a mortgage person, but you can help. I mean,
0: you guys have done that. I've seen, I've watched that happen where people didn't have the money to buy the house. And so it's like, okay, well, go talk to this mortgage person. We're going to put you in touch with them. And then the mortgage person says, okay, you need, you have pretty bad credit. You need to do this, 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 and this. And then those buyers, potential buyers, disappear for like nine months. And all of a sudden, they come back and go, okay, we did everything. Now our credit's better and now we can buy that house. Yeah. So it's like that's that's a I've, – I've watched you guys do that before.
2: Yeah.
1: So – but – Just understanding the difference will help you determine how to handle that, right? Mm -hmm. So like if somebody says, I don't think I can buy a home and I think that that's just an objection and I put them uh, and I say, oh, well, we just need to get you in touch with the mortgage person. And then I find out, well, they can't buy a house because they, I don't know, they have zero dollars in the bank and a 400 credit score. Well, that's not an objection. I misunderstood. And mm. now I've spent all this time trying to move things along when it really was a condition. And if I had just ask a further question, right, I could have uncovered that. That makes sense. So you have to uncover why is it a no. And then if it's a yes, understand that that can change to a no as well because something could change that all of a sudden they're no longer able, willing, ready. Maybe the... um, I think the market is one right now where... I'm, I'm not sure, okay, let me let me just think for a second. If the market changing isn't really a condition because, oh, unless it affects somebody's affordability to buy.
0: Right, if they're at the bottom of the buying market. Yes. And we're, we're at the bottom and the interest rates make it impossible for them to buy, then it would. But if you can afford a $750,000 house, Uh, a month and a half ago you can still afford a $650,000 house now.
1: So I think that's the, the thing to understand is that the market conditions like it could be a condition but most of the time I think that that is an objection and so this is where the only way you can overcome an objection like that is if you're the um. they always say in these things like you're the economist of choice you're you're the person that they trust with their real estate questions and so you can overcome those objections about market conditions because you understand it really well mm-hmm. and how it applies to their situation and you can help work them through that
0: and like we've said before all the more you,
1: reason to work your sphere because then yes. they know you like you they, trust you yes And we'll listen to that advice. And
0: you've already had rapport building that you haven't to such a degree that you understand what their motivations are. When you go back and listen to some of those episodes that we did, you understand what their motivations are to be able to lead them back to why they want to buy a house in the first place. Right. Because what and what those and if the motivations have changed and then you can decide.
1: Yeah. Um. I was gonna say something one more thing and I just totally lost it. Uh oh, some the other day, um sorry. <laughs> Kayla just got really excited. It better be that we got an offer on something.
2: No. Listen, we got three over the weekend. It was exciting know. enough. I know that was it
1: was it was good. Um so but while I was I was gone, we were out of town for a couple of days and um one of my past clients called and left a message. She was just kind of curious about the market and um, some questions about real estate in general. And I was talking to her the other day and she just had questions about wealth building and investing and should we, you know, sell and buy something bigger or keep the house and blah, blah, blah. And I had like a 30-minute conversation just kind of talking through like really just more, it was investing advice, but it was really also sort of life advice on how I think that like if it was me, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really enjoyed that. And I wish I got paid to do that. And then I was like, I guess I kind of do.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it all adds up. It all adds up because if whatever they choose to do in real estate, eventually I get paid. But I wish that I could like, just get paid hourly to have conversations with people. Yeah,
0: like as a consultant.
1: Just be I'll just be your life consultant. That's where the money is. Consulting. I'll just be your life consultant. I'll tell you, like, no, you should not sell your house right now.
0: Like April Ludgate. And then does, send you and far then just away. Send you away. <laughs>
1: that's what I want to do. <laughs> so if you're looking for life and real estate advice, give me a call at 555. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but not just kidding. I would be happy to chat with you about it. <laughs> okay. I digress.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Questions from
2: the web.
0: Questions from the web. Our question today as a realtor, realtor, sorry, relator, relator, realtor. <laughs> Have you ever told clients to find someone else? Yes. In general, if you don't like a client's approach and think they're wasting your time, how do you break up the client-realtor relationship?
1: Hold on, can I just say, you started to say, have you ever told clients to... And I was like, oh my God, what are we saying here? Uh, Have I ever told clients to get lost? Um, Yes. And can you repeat the question? (laughs)
0: If you don't like a client's approach and think they're wasting your time, how do you break up the client-realtor re- relationship? Have you ever told them to find someone else?
1: Um. Okay. So let's just assume. I don't assume think I've said to find are, someone else. These are people. I can think these, of anybody from These are people time. that
0: you've actually went, had a consultation with, discussed everything, and okay, then yes. maybe showed them properties for a couple weeks. Well, and this also and then, could
1: be a seller. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. I have told people before to find someone else in a, in not that way. I've been fortunate that most of the time when I work with somebody, when I take a client, like we do business together, we, I sell them a house or, um, you know, even if it can't happen then, like if for some reason their circumstances because change.
0: You, can I just say it's probably because I'm a really nice person. Well, uh, that's true, but that, that's not my the reason. The reason is because You have put systems in place in your consultations and in setting expectations that you have figured out all of the things that you needed to figure out, and you don't get far enough along with anybody to where you would have to say that.
1: Yeah, and then you know what? One of the things um, the the we used to have this was years ago before this is pre Kayla pre Kayla time. um, We used to have an intranet that had like a checklist and then before that was top producer and that I paid for and I had like a checklist of things to do once I took, like once I set a buyer consultation and it was like, you know, call to remind them, um, follow up with them. And then there was a, a reminder that I set for myself that was a task in the system. And it said it was like 30 days from the time that we met. This was specific to buyers. 30 days from the time that we met and the reminder just said something like, um, if they haven't bought a house yet, had time to have a conversation or something like that. And it's because I knew that if I was doing my job well, that, and I met with them and I, and I understood what they were looking for and I was, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing and they were serious and I had qualified them well that in 30 days they should be under contract by that time. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't, I needed to reevaluate their needs um, or do something right. And
0: if a client, and this says in general, if you don't like a client's approach, which I could, I don't really understand what that means, except for you didn't set expectations of how this was going to work. Well, and so then, I guess I could like, see that happening. Like if I could somebody, see if, if they lied or something like that, and then it's easy. You just say, "I'm not working with you anymore. You're a liar," or whatever it happens to be. Can you move I get with your day?
1: Can I give you an example of what comes to mind? <laughs> so i'm always like can i tell you this um i've had people tell me before but usually this is before i've met with them they'll say well yeah i just want to look at a lot of stuff i don't want to settle on anything i want to look at a lot of things and i'm gonna run
0: you around
1: that's basically what they're telling the last realtor i worked with i saw like 30 houses before i made a decision i'm really picky you're like cool let's meet (laughs) Kayla has someone for me today. That's like you must be a bubbly agent or be able to put up with them. I don't know. Anyway, no, be bubbly. Okay, so Catherine's but, bubbly. As I said, I can adapt to anyone, but I will not show you fifty houses. And I listen. Like again, I I don't always like retort when somebody says something that I disagree with. If somebody says, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna want to look at everything," I'll be like, "Okay, great." So I think we should get together. <laughs> meet tomorrow Does 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. work better and then that's that's the idea of a professional appointment though is to set the 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 tone of like I'm now working with you I'm your agent I'm your representation I'm going to tell you how this works and I'm doing it for your own good and um not in so many words and then and then uh from there, I haven't run into too many problems except for the guy that I mentioned earlier, but that was like year one in my real estate career before right. I had any systems or processes or understood what I was doing. And so
0: Yeah, so I would say
1: I, I haven't had to do this a lot. It's more been with sellers who wanted to price their home at a price that I wasn't comfortable with. And then I've said, No, thank you. And I'd rather you go list right. someone else and and move on.
0: Right. That's what I guess that's if I would say that if you're if you're running into this more than once to the point where you're asking a question about it, the, where it's happened to you more than one time, then you have to look at yourself in the way that you're presenting the way that this is going to work to them, because if they if you're presenting with a united front of this is the way that this is going to work, they will self-select Away from you, right? So right, they, then
1: the, and the, and so when you get if if you go to a consultation and someone doesn't sign the paperwork, that's not always. Um, sometimes it's an indication that you don't know how to close, <laughs> right. and sometimes it's just that yeah, maybe they that's not how they want to operate and how what you described and what they were gonna do, and maybe they just mm-hmm. won't, they just didn't tell you that, which is fine. Um,
0: that's fine that yeah. that's good. Those people are going to run you around and they're telling you that, you know what I mean, go find somebody else. It's like that that's okay. Well, it's okay. like
1: it's like when somebody um th- I know this is not I, I, sometimes you catch these things before they actually turn into a client that you have to then go back and say, "Yikes, I don't mm-hmm. want to work with you anymore." Um but like I had a a guy call one time I want to see a house and we don't meet strangers at houses like I'm not I don't know you I don't um, need her dying Thank no you. uh I so I, I just said like you know I did went through my whole spiel about meeting in person and um and he was just adamant about just seeing that one house which sometimes people are and I'm like well that's just not that's yeah. not what we do and um
0: you want that you, you give in to that guy on that he's gonna keep He's you you've you've laid out the dynamic. Well, yeah. So I think that's
1: when you say approach. That sounds to me like you're letting them kind of drive the bus instead of setting the tone of like, I'm the professional. This is how we're going to operate. Right. It's like if you go, I always think about these examples, like if you go into a doctor's office, um. You're gonna do whatever they tell you to do. Yeah. As frustrating and annoying as it is, and I wish it was different. (laughs) You're gonna do whatever they tell you to do. And when you call and you want to set an appointment and it's two weeks out, it's like, well, I guess I'm gonna come in and do it at that time because you're telling me that's when it needs to happen.
0: I've learned a lot from doing from you and the way that you do business and just this podcast and everything. But you know, when I when I get a new client for a logo, I don't, I have a system yeah. and I tell them this is how this is going to be. This is how this works all the way to the point where I have it on my website. I have a description of these are the steps in which it happens. I don't vary from that at all, ever. And if they were to say, well, we don't want you to do it like that. We want you to do it like this. I would say no, because I know that this works and this is, this system was put in place here to Protect my time and my effort to to at the end of the day have a successful uh, transaction, right? So you have to you have to have that stuff in place. And the people who aren't willing to get on board, you say goodbye to, and then you go make new calls and stuff. You're protecting your you're well. Protecting that goes
2: yourself.
1: back. Oh, I just hit myself in the face with the <laughs> microphone. That goes back to the the part about like just have enough conversation so that. Yeah. Your success is not determined by other people's decisions. So if somebody decides, well, I want to do it like this, and so we're not gonna to work together, well, it doesn't matter because I talked to, you know, 20 other people or 19 other people today, and I set another appointment tomorrow, and that one worked out. Right. So you just it's just consistency and numbers is really what it boils down to. And then just be a really nice person. Oh, yeah.
0: Small win. Small win. small win small win Kayla you got a small win this week That's not football related
2: <laughs> Buffalo won 45-15 um, You're
0: dating the podcast
2: My small win is I had a really nice time in Naples And we Yeah We just had a really nice time in Naples We took my car down which was the first Driving my car down instead of his car
0: So, you drove?
2: No, I didn't drive at all. He he drove drove it. Yeah. Just felt nicer because there's more room in my car. He's got more of a sporty car. That dog is
0: barking in a broom.
2: Just a nice time with family. That's my small win. Hey.
0: Hey. Pistachio, can you come here?
1: (laughs) My small win is. We got to go out of town And uh, visit a new city It's always fun to travel To Charlotte, North Carolina And there was quite I would say there's like Several small wins we saw It's a a beautiful city
0: This is my small win too So
1: Um, Oh, okay Well, We'll I'll just Okay, well I thought it was a beautiful city and we stayed in this awesome Airbnb that had just a wonderful back porch, any kind of... The
0: weather was... The weather 25 was 25 degrees cooler than it was we here. Drove,
1: we drove back down and we just kept watching it tick up and I'm like, no, I don't want to go home. <laughs> and um, uh, we... What did we do there?
0: We, we went and saw comedy Bang Bang. We went and saw comedy we Bang My face,
1: my face hurt. We <laughs>
0: got blessed with Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien was there.
1: In. You didn't expect him. I no. didn't think. you oh, no!
0: Did. No, he just he, popped in. Awesome. He was 10 just minutes. in town. It's so just funny. there.
1: And then, so he just popped in for ten minutes at the beginning of the show. Is oh. uh, he a big fan?
0: He, those guys all know each other from oh, the okay. comedy world and stuff. And that's his pot- Conan's podcast used to be on the same. Podcast network oh, okay. as Comedy Bang Bang.
1: We actually we saw Conan many years ago, two thousand and seven. Yeah, in, New, in York New York City. Yeah, yeah. We went to a show. Um, so he came to visit us. Yeah. Um, and we we chatted for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was nice to get out of town for a few days. We were in some, the front row. Yeah, like... we had we had front center front row tickets and yeah. VIP passes and nice. We had a really good time. It was. Awesome. We went to a little restaurant across the street randomly in and between. It was delicious and had, app apps.
1: We didn't have and time for full dinner, and yeah. Apps, and it was, but they had a charcuterie board, which is even better. That and, always gets
0: cat. <laughs> whenever she sees that on a menu, it's like, I, just put the menu away, Pat, because <laughs> that's getting ordered.
1: Well, yeah, we had we had a couple apps and drinks, and then went back across the street and watched the show, and then explored an old um, old. Ford factory that had been converted into a retail space, which yeah. is... When really we say cool. Ford
0: factory, it was like four oh, or my five God. acres. It was
1: 76 acres. Patent. 76 acres. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did you say? Four acres?
0: Yeah, I said four or five.
1: <laughs> it's like 76 acres. Oh my God, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Gigantic that like.
0: warehouses that were like an old factory that have all been converted and being in the process of being converted into like... Shopping and food halls and it's kind of cool. It's it a was, lot of space. Oh, it was so much space. I was blown away.
2: It was it's crazy. like a little, <laughs> little city. It was a whole city. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy. Yeah. So that's my small win too. Yeah, yay! <laughs> hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Really hopes new listeners to find us. Send us your questions from the web to <laughs> onseekingthebest at gmail All info is in the show notes, including how to send us a <laughs> voicemail. And for Cat, Kayla,
2: <laughs> and Pistachio, <the and> <laughs>
0: And myself. Thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week.
2: It is literally a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
0: This has been a Think Live Be production.